Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Fully Charged Cast. Uh, we have been on a little bit of a hiatus, pending scheduling conflicts and technical errors on my part, but we are finally back and recording some stuff for you. Hopefully this is a, a good show. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. Hopefully we're not uh, not on here too long, but we'll just see how it goes. So how has everybody been? I'm good, man. Thanks. Been doing pretty well. Pretty good. Okay, so today uh, some of our topics are I have been to three star championships in the last two weeks to talk about that and how much fun three, and three star championships for what x-wing i've been to three x-wing store championships around michigan can and i also can i also add real quick you, you you've been to three store championships and married with a child you are yeah. you are an adventurous man I, that's a lot of wife points that i have to <laughs> build up throughout the week and then cash in fair enough and then after that, we're going to talk about Wonder Woman. Little, little late to this party, but it's we're still going to come to the party nonetheless and talk about how we felt about Wonder Woman. And then we're going to talk about E3 was last week. Yeah, the big video game expo in California that happened. A lot of a lot of exciting stuff happened. So we're going to talk about that. Then discuss cinematic universes in the film industry in general, and then some. Uh, Frank and Joe have been into some fighting games lately. So we will talk about some Injustice 2 and Tekken. So so starting off, I yeah, have... So, yeah, I'm actually really excited to hear... Uh, I, I haven't gotten a good X-Wing update in a little bit, so I, I'm, I'm really curious to know how that went. The first Star Championship I went to, as you can see in the show notes, it was not good. I went one in three. Ugh. And I was, after all my friends who did about as bad as me dropped, they just weren't <laughs> feeling it today. After all my friends dropped, I was at the bottom. Out of 16 people, I was 16. So that made me feel real good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's a real confidence booster right there. Yeah, and it was just like the whole ride home. I'm just like, uh, do I want to keep playing this anymore? Like, I just, I didn't want to play for a while, but I went to the store championship the next day, which had almost 30 people there, and I did a lot better. Uh, they had five games, and I made top eight. So that was the, oh. that was the confidence booster I needed. It really helped that the first guy I played, I, my buddy Nick, I absolutely destroyed him. Like I tabled him. Tabled is when uh, I win a hundred to zero. He didn't. He didn't get any points on me, and I just I just wrecked the poor guy. And that was that was the real confidence booster I needed. And then my next three, my next two games, I continued to you know do really well. And then my last two games, I did okay, but I lost. But I was still able to get top eight, and I got this nice shiny template, range ruler. So that was good. And then Saturday, went to a smaller store championship with about 16 people, and I made top four. And I beat, I beat a list that I personally, if you can see in the show notes, that I personally hate. I hate this list so much, and I was last match of the day. <laughs> and I, I, this kid has beat me before, and it was, it was brutal. And... I don't like not liking this kid because he runs this list, but I kind of like 
don't like this kid because he runs this list. And then I beat him and like, okay, we're cool now. That's so. I, I, I just, okay. So obviously for this is a podcast audience, they can't see the show notes, but I just want to make it known that not only did you write that you beat the list, but I just want to read verbatim what you've written about this list, which is F that list. Yeah. And I beat that effing kid. crushed his goddamn dreams f that list so for anybody that's really questioning matt's ire for that yeah he 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 wrote some very in-depth things about how he feels about it i mean you know f that list man like i say yeah yeah and it's it's just a list that it's it's a very well-rounded list. It has bombs. It gives out stress, which makes it so I can't do actions on my ship, and it really limits what I can do on my ship. And the bombs, ugh, it has regen, and I and there's a pilot in there, Biggs, who is I don't like Biggs. I remember him being a, a a real troublemaker, even in the wasn't he part of the uh, world championships, Biggs? Yeah, he was in the worlds with Nan's list. For for added context, we'll have a feature story that Matt's been uh, messing around yes. with. Yes. Uh, we'll have a lot of things because I'm sure a fair amount of you have no idea what's being talked about right now. Go back so, and listen to episode one. Hey, um, I, it seems I jo- the podcast seems to be more of an X-wing podcast, which is okay, but um, but this is a lot of stuff that a lot of people might not know about. So we will have a feature about that. That Matt has put together and will have published soon, and he'll do weekly updates. Oh, hey Matt, sure. I have a question. So, Evolution Games is that was that in Lansing or was that somewhere else? Yes. Okay, I I know that a- place. I was just curious if it was the right one. Yeah, no, AFK and Evolution were both in Lansing. It was on okay. one was on Saturday, one was on Sunday, and then the one in Ferndale. Get your game on. Okay, thanks for clarifying. Yep. So the plan is now. My next store championship is to be in top two, and the one after that is to win it. So, wow, ambitious. Yeah, we're gonna see how it goes. I mean, the, you're you're clearly making progress here. I mean, you went from, I mean, the last couple tournaments you talked about, you were top ten, I want to say, and then it looks like you had a bad one there, which that that just happens. I, you know, I've been in a lot of, uh, played a lot of Magic tournaments back in my youth. So I, I know how that goes where you just have a, you have a bad run. You go up against a group that just plays well against you or you, you just don't get the things to work like you want. So but I mean, from there, you were what top eight and then top four. So I, I mean, that's that's clearly movement in the right direction. Yeah. And I've been running the same list, too. So it helps yeah. getting knowing what I can and can't do with it. OK, yeah, no, that that's rad. I'm I'm interested to hear if you can eventually hit that store championship, win it. And then I, I'm curious to know what happens from there. Like, do, do you get a golden ticket and you go to the, <laughs> go to the uh, next level or something? Or No, if you, if you win a store championship, you get a first round buy at a uh, regionals okay. that year, which a buy is you go say, Hey, I won a store championship and your first round is a win. And you get a MOV of a margin of victory of 150 free points. So it really helps solidify you and move you up in the ranks. Sure. So where is the regional usually take taking place? Does it take place here in like Michigan, or do you, is it just like Midwest region? Like where is it at? I guess. Um, Michigan regionals will probably be in Wixom. 
So it is done by state? It's not done? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, it really just depends. Some states don't have them because they don't have the large enough community. There's one in the Chicago area. There's one in Springfield, Ohio, I want to say. They're, they're all over the country. Okay. Yeah, that's that's pretty fucking rad. The just the fact that there's so many of these events going on. I know I I did inquire about one near me. I I know there's a game store that just recently opened up that's selling X-Wing and they seem to have that interest, so it's kind of I I'm I'm curious to see if we can build that sort of community and and get that going. I I would like to try it. I don't know that it would be my thing like it is yours but just to you know just to hang out in that community and see what it's like it it, it looks really interesting and everybody seems to have a lot of fun with it yeah it's a good time absolutely so moving on to our next topic so we don't talk about x-wing too much is i (laughs) think wonder woman i think most of us saw joe i don't think i don't think you saw wonder woman if i'm correct you'd be correct on that i've not had a chance to go see that but okay. the rest of us went and saw it when yes. it came out. Yes. So I, I've been talking for a while. So Frank, how did you feel about DC's Wonder Woman Sorry. as our movie guy, Gal Gadot? Gal Gadot. It's Gadot. She's Bay, and don't uh, dare say anything bad she, about Gal Gadot. She's uh, she was excellent. The movie was very competently put together, and yes, it was the best of the. DC Cinematic Universe registered trademark um, movies that have been made so far. But to be fair, it's a pretty low bar. A lot of people were comparing this to um, the Christian Bale uh, trilogy of films, um, The Dark Knight, which I feel is a little unwarranted. Um, The movie was very competently made and fun and engaging. But I do think that the hype around it is what made it get a little bit more attention than I think it really deserved. Um, I'm glad it was positive attention. Things the film did really well and things I'm going to, I think, deserve more praise and they're not getting it. It's the first superhero film uh, made by a female director to be truly successful. It actually beat out Fifty Shades of Grey and Fifty Shades Darker, which were the other two films that were previously the best female-directed films in recent times. Uh, as far as uh, pure box office numbers, um, it was it had an empowered female lead that wasn't overdone, um, and it uh, it's really just it's inspirational more for um, female directors uh, and cast members in films more than anything. But it just as a film, it was you know it was okay, but it was just a typical superhero movie. Um, it seemed like it was trying to ape Marvel's formula. And it was successful in that regard. Um, you know, it had a very distinct first, second, and third act. And the third act was a was a mess. But it was, you know, fun and bombastic. And I didn't leave the movie theater upset. I am amazed that they don't do post-credit scenes. It's increasingly rare in films nowadays. Yeah. Um, uh, to a couple of your points there, the post-credit scene actually really shocked me. I sat through the whole credits just waiting for that post credit scene expecting something cuz that I'm trained I'm uh, between all the different Marvel movies and all the different like all even non-Marvel movies nowadays are doing post credit scenes just to here's your breadcrumb for the next piece you, you know stay here and wait so I was I was 
surprised when I waited through the entire credits after the movie and didn't get one of those uh, scenes. Um, and that your other point, the definitely the third act didn't didn't move me like the first two did. I, I thought the first two acts were really well paced. Um, it kept it moving along. You know, it, it it had its distinct opening with the origins of Wonder Woman and and uh, um, Venascara, and it moved along to her in the real world operating among real humans, and then kind of that culminates in the scene where she crosses the trench. I know we're going to get a little bit into spoiler territory, so not deep spoiler territory, but of course to talk she, about it, we she beats, have to. She beats a bunch of guys up, guys. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a superhero yeah. movie. Oh, doctor, does she beat up some guys. Um, no, but it, it culminates in that really satisfying, I felt, scene in, in that but, little town outside or across the trench. But a mid a mid movie climax does not necessarily mean that it it makes it this exceptional film. It was certainly no. a good scene and and it uh and it, it was you know good build up because she doesn't really do much up until then and it was awesome seeing her just cut loose you know and it picked an interesting setting we don't see in film very much World War One um, mostly because our history of it's a little skewed but. Um, <laughs> You know, and there was the second one that kind of, you know, stole all the thunder. Yeah. Uh, but um, I don't know. I think that – I think the movie was – it certainly wasn't bad. It just – it it's getting more hype than I think is deserved. But I don't think that it's a bad movie, and I don't think that it deserves to be hated on either. I feel like a lot of the hype it's receiving is mostly, as you brought up very correctly early on, earlier on in your description, the fact that it, it's a successful movie that has a strong female lead and it has a female director, which are two things you just don't see in, in, in modern cinema, which is disappointing, I guess. But uh, it's doing that al- almost kind of despite the fact that that's not normal. I I hope that this movie opens the door for more female directors so we really do get that truly exceptional film it's not to say that female directors haven't made exceptional films before i think patty jenkins directed this and she also did uh, monster with um charlize theron and uh, that was also good but not really like a mainstream film it's it's not to say that mainstream films are the only way to get success but they're the only ones that seem to get attention unless it's negative attention or like Oscar attention. Um, I don't think this film will be winning any Oscars, sadly. Um, no, but then again, suicide squad won, So we can all dream. Ugh. Wait, suicide, suicide squad. One yep, it won best makeup or something like that. It was the right. Oscar winning DC cinematic universe. I mean, Ugh. Jared Leto, you know, had like the best, Joker makeup ever. <laughs> yeah. Squad. Anyway, it was more oh, that's like Killer Croc and like the Enchantress and stuff. But yeah. um, it 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 just kind of it just for lack of a better term, I, I don't know. I guess I I hope that this makes they make a better movie off this groundwork. It doesn't have to be a superhero film. Just something that hits the yeah. mainstream and is successful. And you know, it, it's almost like. It's almost like by just celebrating the movie based on certain merits, you're almost demeaning the movie. Like, oh, it's a good DC movie, but it's a 
it's a basic DC movie, you know, it's, it's a competent film or, or it's almost like a lot of people, this is just a theory. I think a lot of people are scared to say anything negative about it because of misogyny, but that in itself is misogynistic. Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> oh boy. Well, yeah. Let's let well, Matt talk. Yeah. Matt, you haven't had level, a... Don't be random. <laughs> I, 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 you haven't had a whack at it yet. I didn't like the movie. Okay. I I liked the first the part I liked was the first act and that is it. And everything past that was drawn out. It was boring. I was I It just didn't do anything for me. Like I I didn't think Gal Gadot did that well as Wonder Woman. I liked the time I liked the time frame. I didn't really care about any of the secondary characters. The the plot twist at the ending was kind of I didn't see that coming. I'm like I said, the first act was what I really liked when you saw her on the island and then after she went into civilization was when it kind of all just fell apart for me. And I, I get that they needed to show her like connecting to humanity and finding something to fight for and all that fun stuff. And then, you know, she, the power of love makes it so she can defeat Ares. And it's just like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> See, but that's, I don't have so much a problem with that. It's more like, cause every movie does that. It's not, if we're going to do that, then I've made this point to you before, then we should criticize star Wars. Then we should criticize other Marvel films. Um, we should criticize other movies in general it's a common trope it's not going away i can understand not liking you know the dull thud that the villain has you know hey it's me i'm the bad guy i've been here the whole time you didn't even know your favorite hogwarts professor is is the bad guy i I find it amazing that he had a mustache even in greek greek times anyway um (laughs) it just uh I mean, I can understand that it's a it's a tired cliche, but I mean, other than the fact that it rolled my eyes, that the power of love saved everybody, it's in everything. I mean, it's it, you have to hate everything if that's I, a metric. I, I I think the the thing that Wonder Woman really failed at was I I didn't buy the power of love part to begin with. I, yes, I, I, was, I felt that was done poorly. The fact yes. that it existed wasn't a bad thing but the fact that it was done so lamely and predictably what that i will concede and agree on yes what what i think really surprised me was um they started the movie off by by making uh gal gadot's character of course wonder woman the so much more dominant in so many aspects like the the scene in the beginning when uh chris pine's character is completely naked in the pool and gal gadot doesn't care and then they're on the boat going to the London and she's like, come sleep next to me. What, is, what does it matter? This is, we're just, we're not going to do something like it's just Chris Pine always, Chris Pine's character always felt very like weird about that sort of stuff. And she was just like, Oh, I, I don't really care about it. And then for all of a sudden for it to just like, uh, it, it was almost a, a, a switch flipped with her and she's like, yeah. wait a minute. No, I, I'm in deep love with him. That's and it was undeserved. It was, it was, yeah, flimsy. Like, it, it was there, it, it was there to exist and it was so clumsy and, and, and yeah, upsetting. That, and that, that's it, what really hurt me. 
It was the dance in the snow, don't you know? Like everybody falls in love when they dance in the snow. <laughs> and it just it could have been I, fine. It it would have been okay if they were very close friends, and I feel like we would have gotten the same vibe. Yes. They didn't have to make out and you know whatever. The implied just, sex scene, which felt weird. It just felt tacked on and and like, well, I guess we got to have this scene. You know, it's yeah. it's for all the commendation the movie's getting for being this powerful. Uh, vision of uh, femininity and, and independence and then it's just like well you're the first dude I've ever met let's shag just kind of yeah. just kind of felt stupid I remember even being there and rolling my eyes probably the hardest I had the whole film just you know I can tolerate a lot of things in movies I don't mind that the power of love saved the day but the way it was implemented was so clumsy yeah uh, but you that, know that, it was, that, that was my that was my biggest problem with it is that felt undeserved and yeah. then the fact that that was the the resolution to how she saves the world or whatever and it's like yeah. which, which was clunky and in general the whole yeah. like we said the whole third act there's there's this really awesome climactic scene in the middle of the movie and it's like brent said it is excellently done and yes. it's fun and it's 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 like a shining gem in the whole movie and then it just kind of it just kind of after that you're like well you kind of end the I, movie now i like watching wonder woman fight not super villains if that well, makes sense like just watching not, her tear through the not the, nazis yeah, well yeah, it's, yeah the it's not nazis. world war one germans they weren't nazis yeah they weren't nazis you're, you're correct with that but i said not um, i said not nazis <laughs> it was it was world war one germans they the it was third Reich is not in power yet anyway it was it, it was fun watching her fight those guys and then yeah. when all of a sudden she had an equal match i felt less in, in, interested in the it fight. was just like I, any other dc universe yeah problem, it, 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 it turned just it like turned into giant punches and, and i'm gonna lift yeah. up a mark five tank and throw it and then poison lady and then it was just really awkward but uh, anyway that was my other disappointment is that villain was interesting to me, the poison lady. And, and she just kind of petered off at some point, like, eh, eh we're not really worried about her anymore. Sequels. I mean, yeah. just to say, Matt, I don't disagree with you. Like I didn't leave the theater exactly inspired, but I'm not going to hate on that movie for doing the same things that Captain America, the first Avenger did, which I know you liked when it first came out. So uh, it just, I can't, be a hypocrite and be like, well, this movie did it the same way, but I like that one more. It was, it was fine. It wasn't upsetting. It wasn't. I feel like of the three of us, there's three very different, like I left the movie very high on it. I actually really enjoyed it. It was fun. I, I had gripes with it, but I mean, that's most movies have gripes. That's just kind of the nature of the beast. I feel like Frank, you kind of walked away very middled. You didn't love it, but you didn't hate it. Mm -hmm. And Matt, it seems like you just, would have rather spent your time elsewhere. <laughs> Man, I'm not, I'm not upset that I saw it. And, sure. And I, I'll take I'll take Frank's points that I'm glad the movie did well. I didn't want the movie to fail. Yes. I'm glad. I hope it yes. opens up different kinds of directors and in, in the industry. But I just think the movie was a little bit overrated. Oh yeah, totally. Sure. And it was it was not, it was it was a good movie. Make it, it was a, a bad it film. Was a, no, it was, it was a well-made movie. I wasn't watching it. I I really would have been okay without the the Matrix slow mo stuff for well, a majority that's, of that's the stuff. That's apparently part of the DC universe now. <laughs> but I mean, it was a well-made movie. I don't have any complaints beyond that. Like it was it was a well-made movie, but I just it just didn't do anything for me. 
And we got sure. to watch Claire Underwood from House of Cards kill a whole bunch of Germans, so that was cool. Yeah, we did. Yeah. So I do have one thing to say. I didn't see the movie. Um, I was talking to someone about it, and they thought like the whole part where you know how uh, Wonder Woman got the power from love or whatever. It's like someone told me that would have been better actually if she actually got like the power maybe from like her mother instead. Like you know, kind of thought that way just so there would be more reinforcing of the idea of Wonder Woman. I think it but... would be more in line with the character. I think, but I think that they still needed to reach that mainstream. Because yeah. the way the movie did it, having her mother be there wouldn't have worked. I guess the way they set it up, I, I don't could, disagree. They with could you. have but done the, something there. But the thing is, it just, like makes it, clumsy, it just makes it seem like every other movie, though. I mean, just yes. like, but the thing is, like, I know that's the formula of Hollywood. It's just that that could have been the one thing they could have changed. I I, agree. I do I agree with that. I feel like they could have made a bolder choice by saying, oh, your mother cared so much that she left just to see you one last time. Something yeah, along those lines. That would work. And I, but... I feel like, to me, that would have made so much more sense. Yeah. Rather rather than the... the... I, I mean, how long was she with Chris Pine's character in all reality? Well, uh, it would have been weeks? a couple weeks at least. If they got to London and they were going to the Eastern Front, yeah, a couple weeks. Yeah, how, so... was, how was her mother supposed to find her, though? That's yeah. the thing, too. You know, the, yeah, I think that writing it in would have been clumsy. I think that there was no way to really – it's not really the fault of the writers. There was no way to make the ending of this movie be completely satisfying. And yeah. also present it in two hours. Yeah. Which it, is it, always it was, a constraint. Like, anyway, like, I mean, we all it's, – it's cool that we can talk about it because I, I don't – Yeah. I don't have strong opinions about it. I guess that, that's what I expected to have, and I didn't. I was like, oh, well, it sure was a movie. And it just... I think, I think we should be grateful the movie was only two hours long, as opposed to how long Batman vs Superman was. Well, we'll save that for another day. Let's move on to the next subject. Yeah. So E three. Uh, yes. Okay. Well, I feel like for this we should probably um, exactly we should probably talk about um things maybe in order when they first showed up so like there was the ea conference the first day and then bethesda and then microsoft and so on so let's start with the ea conference what's yeah. anyone want to say about that i have stuff to say but i'll let someone else start i'll i'll, I'll fire off first i I've, I've got lots to say about all these i i took some time off work so i could digest all of this i'm 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 a nerd like that when it comes to video games um ea's conference i thought i thought was I thought they did the things they needed to do, which was appeal to their biggest audience, which is the FIFA crowd. And I, I know some people kind of roll their eyes at the idea that they spend time uh, talking about FIFA and talking about Madden. But these are things that they really need to hammer down because one one thing that always blows my mind is the most talked about video game out of all of E3 on Facebook, anyway. Call of Duty? No. No. It, it was FIFA. Oh. Yeah. FIFA is, for those who don't know, FIFA is the best-selling game every single year internationally. Mm-hmm. It, it is, people might think, oh, it's Call of Duty or it's Madden I, or something. It is FIFA, 100%. Maybe not in the United States, but internationally, yep. it is the best-selling game in the world every single year. And I, I hear so much griping that, oh, they spend so much time on FIFA, and FIFA's dumb. It's just soccer. But, like, 
this is what people care about. Like, so many people are playing FIFA, not just United States, but internationally. Like, you have to talk to that audience. It's the same with Madden, and it's the same with, uh, like, Call of Duty. I, I know Call of Duty sells itself. You put out a Call of Duty, people will buy it. You still have to talk about it. People care about this stuff. So, well, um, The people who complain about it aren't in, don't understand how yeah. media works. So oh, that's yeah. that simple. Yeah. But they they so they they talked about call they talked about FIFA they talked about Madden they kind of brought out NBA Live a little bit just to kind of say hey this still exists we're Which still is trying just bizarre I don't know why <laughs> they're talking about NBA Live like I, look I don't even like NBA 2K but I've watched it played and I've seen things and it is an exceptionally well made sports game if you're a fan of the the sport you're going to love 2K. It yeah. sells gangbusters every year. I do not understand why EA thinks they can get a slice of this pie at this point. It doesn't – nobody cares because people – we all used to work at a GameStop other than Joe. And <laughs> people got to get that 2K. There we go. <laughs> Just black or white or purple or yellow or green, they got to get that 2K. And it's just – it's true. it's uh, I'd outsold every other sports game every year for the last four years I worked there. The thing by is, a like, large margin. Like with two K is like it's kind of crazy to think about it, but um, there's actually like a whole like underground ring of people that play for money. By the way, like in like yeah. bigger areas, like what? in Detroit, two K is a big. It's a, it's a big. It's a big fucking deal. Oh, sorry, in Detroit, um, where like people actually play underground games for like thousands of dollars. Wow, it's okay. actually, it's a, it's actually a real. It's a, it's a real thing. It's got That's a lot crazy. of depth, apparently. I've never played it, but it's it's not just hit button, throw ball. I mean, it's there's a lot to it. Yeah, no, I, I've like I I I tried the game once many years ago. It's a, like I I don't personally care about basketball, so for me to sit down and play a a a two a dat two K is just not going to click with me. But but I do see the appeal. Like it it is it looks fantastic. Yes. It plays really it plays really well from what I can tell and Correct. what people continually tell me. So I, I have nothing but respect for it. And I, I guess if you're EA, you're not just you're not just gonna leave that unexplored. Like you they have seem to, to be okay leaving baseball unexplored. And MLB Ooh. does well every year. I don't understand why nobody gets back in the baseball game except for it's, Sony. It's such a Sony hard, doesn't own the license. The problem with baseball is it's hard. It's hard it's a hard game to create like from what I've noticed, like if you've ever played baseball games before, like a lot, of game, a lot of places didn't get it right, and so the the show's done the it. The show got it right, though. Yeah, the show, the show got it right. Like sim, and but, that's why it's so good. Yeah, so it's like it's really hard for anyone else to get into that space. But yeah, like, does that true. mean don't try? You know what I mean? Like that well, seems really bad business. Like, I mean, NBA Live was like that. They didn't try the, for a while, and now they're coming back. So I mean, well, which, I I, I, don't I feel like that. that's more EA's fault for totally boning up the last couple of yeah, attempts to the point NBA, where they had to recall the yeah. game. Well, NBA Elite, they were competing until NBA Elite was announced. They changed yeah. the name, and it was awful. Um, but I don't want to dwell on this too much. Yeah, there was other no. stuff at E3. Uh, or, uh, quick thing about EA. Um, they Each of their sports games is going to have an actual story-driven narrative campaign, which is kind of cool. Like, I'm not a big fan I of like sports that. movies. I mean, yeah, I got a soft spot for Remember the Titans or whatever, but, but that's about it. Um, but it seems to be kind of like this, you know, kind of rags to riches thing. The stories are going to be real cliche and predictable, but it's kind of cool, you know, having a narrative to follow. And your creative character does show up um, throughout the, all the cutscenes and everything. That's kind of cool. Like, I give them credit for that. So they're all using Frostbite Engine now, even in-game. 
uh, which is the same thing that powers Battlefield and Battlefront. Uh, speaking of that, Battlefield has, I wrote an article about it briefly, but I'm a pretty big Battlefield fan. I know these guys, we all met that way. Uh, Battlefield 1 has the, um, oh heck, it's something with the Tsar. Tsar um, the... It, it's the, it's a Russian World War One expansion for the multiplayer. Uh, it's not doing just four maps, it's doing six maps. Uh, it's adding uh, at least eight new weapons. Um, there, what else? That was it. For... Is Rasputin going to be a playable hero in this? Um, he would be long dead at this point, so no. Oh. Um, yeah, sorry, bud. Uh, and then uh, in we the can... name of the czar. In the name of the czar. That's correct. Um, yeah. it looks excellent. It looks so much more substantial than last expansion, which was very good. It just, mm-hmm. you know, was kind of ho hum. Here you look, it's more maps. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of stuff. This looks like it's trying to add much more of a. The, the stuff they have shown is very stylistically different from the rest of Battlefield 1. It's all like tundra or just Russian countryside and mountains and things. Snowy stuff. Um, past that, there's Star Wars Battlefront 2, which I know Matt and I are excited about. I don't know how Joe and Brent feel about it, but... Joe? Um, Battlefront 2, I mean, I watched a little bit of it. Um, I watched like how they brought like the best players of Battlefield 1 to go test it. I saw all that like, promo stuff. I mean, it looks good. I mean, for what it is. Um, hopefully, I mean, from what those people were saying in the promo, they were saying that it felt like almost like real guns for once. Like it actually made sense. So maybe mm-hmm. that's like promising. Yeah. Um, it, it looks like they're. Yeah, go ahead, Joe. Joe go ahead. I mean, it also looks like too like they're gonna be having a single player, which is nice too. So I mean, yeah. Yes. So. Yep. It looks like they've promised that it's gonna have three times the content of Battlefront One. Battlefront One was excellent, and I played many hours of it, but. At launch, it was pretty pretty minimal. It's only four yeah, Star Wars planets, uh, only four large maps. It had about a dozen small maps, but uh, they um, uh, you know, weren't very exceptional. The small modes weren't really that interesting. They yeah. made the game better as time went on, uh, but they've corrected another mistake from the first one. There'll be no season pass, which is awesome. There will be microtransactions for like the star cards, but they won't give you a real advantage. Just kind of unlock stuff earlier. Um, it's going to cover all three eras of the films. If you're not familiar with Star Wars, that means episodes one, two, and three, episodes four, five, and six, and then the new series that has been come out with seven, eight, and nine. Um, they'll get content drops for that. The single player campaign is taking the Imperial side of things. So you're playing as the bad guys. I'm doing air quotes right now um, of Star Wars, uh, which should be interesting. Um, But yeah, I'm really excited about that one. They showed uh, that the multiplayer, while the factions will be time period specific to when you play, the uh, heroes uh, will not be. So you can have Rey fighting Boba Fett, fighting Darth Maul, fighting Darth Vader, so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, one one thing in terms of the conference itself, because I know that's kind of what we're talking about here, I felt like that was a little clumsily done. I, oh. I, I did like watching some Star Wars Battlefront. I wanted to see Battlefront. Uh, we didn't get anything from Visceral's game. Nope. Uh, we, we didn't get anything from Respawn's game for Star Wars. Yep. So it, 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 was, it was actually pretty light in terms yep. of uh, big announcements there. Uh, like yeah. Battlefront 2 does look good. I'll get it 100%. I had a lot of fun with the first game. Um, I, I I got tired of it sooner than other people, and I got tired of it before the DLC came out. 
So I, I, I kind of jumped off that ship a little sooner. But um, what they showed does look fun. It looks interesting. Uh, I'm excited to play through the single player to see. Because that bridges the gap between episodes uh, 6 and 7, The Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. Um, it's got Shiva Kamini from, <laughs> from the League as the main character. Uh I, I, I think it's I think it's gonna be really I, I think it's gonna be good. You know, ultimately the full game experience is gonna be definitely worth the sixty dollars. I mean, with all the season pass, there's no actual season pass, but with that content baked into it at the sixty dollar price point, I think that's a really good value. And I think that that game will give you two good years worth of content. Yeah. Um moving on um, what else was there's Bethesda, which you know it was okay. The only real thing they had to announce that was really of note, besides some interesting VR stuff, was Wolfenstein 2. Yes, yeah, that looked great. The New Order was an excellent, excellent surprise hit. It's too bad it came out as a weird time back in 2014. Yeah, but it, it was very good. Um, you know the conference. You know the big thing. Like before we move on, the conferences themselves were very weirdly presented this year. It's almost like E3 is not really a trade show anymore, and it's almost like a Comic Con type event. Well, it's, that's um, that's what they did to it. They made it open to the public, so that's what. It and was. I I don't I don't understand because no conference really blew my socks off. There were certainly announcements that were interesting and exciting to me, like Monster Hunter. We'll get to that in a minute, but but they didn't really like. There was no moment. Nobody talked. It was just game trailer after game trailer. And, like, I think that works to a point, but it didn't – I don't know. Like, I, YouTube exists. Like, I don't know why I had to watch this stuff live. I have a lot to say when we get to the Sony conference when it comes to that because Sony made some missteps. But we'll, we'll – we'll, I, I will talk more about that when we get to Sony's conference at the end here. Okay. Next conference was Microsoft's. Um, they announced the Xbox One X. Boom! Um, the Xbox. Yeah, Boom. the Xbox is. is um, it, no, it, it's just you know, Xbox. Oh, it's the Xbox One. Oh, right. X yeah, if you do the hyphen. Oh, yeah. X. Yeah, Xbox. I got you. It's it's a very powerful console. Um, mm-hmm. They they definitely stress that. For life. 4K 60 FPS, except for Destiny and a few other games, which yeah. oh. doesn't seem like that's 4K 60 FPS. But <laughs> that doesn't make any sense, but it. okay. I'm not going to hate on it for that. It just, I think, I think the the I'm going to talk about my misgivings with the conference, and then Brent, you go, and then who anyone else or whatever. Yeah, I thought their conference it was cool seeing a lot of games, and it's clear that Microsoft's strategy is not to necessarily try to catch up with their rivals. It's more to offer an experience that's different. It's just unfortunate that there's no real exclusives. Forza was the only real exclusive, but even then it was it's kind of beyond PC. A lot of the games they showed off, like Player Unknown Battlegrounds, um, quite a few. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. All of them will be on PC as well. Um, but a few of them are going to be on PlayStation 4 and potentially the Switch. Uh, I really liked the, that they're having crossplay with Nintendo. That's awesome. That made me real happy with Minecraft. That was yep. really neat to see. I think that conference, Sony. you know, oh no, I thought that the Sony wasn't going to play ball on that one. They're not playing ball. That's why I said yeah. bad Sony. Oh, oh, bad Sony. I think you said and Sony. No, um, bad Sony. 
Yeah, they uh, they definitely you know had a lot to show more than previous years, and I liked it. It just it was just unfortunate that there weren't really any uh, truly exclusive games. It's the one thing that's kept me interested in my PlayStation and Nintendo systems for so long is that they have genuine exclusives. I don't have an Xbox One yet, and there's nothing on it that I want. Like it's I, there's games I'd like to play, but I could just get a better computer and I can use that for more things. That just seems more interesting to me. Yeah. Like I I guess my question was, who's the Xbox One X? Boy, that's gonna get things complicated. Just say but, Xbox. But but I that can mean. So I know much. that's super confusing because then you're talking super about every confusing. Xbox ever. And it just, it just <laughs> but. I, it's it, more it, it's like it's a system that exists that seems cool but it doesn't seem like other than 4k 60 fps registered trademark yeah we're I'm, not gonna get anything else from it like i don't like the playstation 4 pro i think it's a waste of money but at least that tries to pretend that oh well you get these extra features if you play on a 1080p television or or whatever i think xbox one x does that but they didn't talk about that at all I'm actually like really interested to hear Joe's take on this because you're more of a PC guy. And I feel like that's the market they're trying to target is saying, look at this cheap 4K machine. So, like, how do you read into this, Joe? That's that's what I want to know. So, I mean, if you look at it, I mean, it's kind of cool that they're making a system that can do 4K, 60 FPS or whatever they want to say. The thing is, like, it, honestly, it has to be upscaling, in my opinion. There's no way. It is. Yeah, see, so there's absolutely no way it's actually creating true 4K experience like a PC does. Because, I mean, they like people are making like comparisons like, oh, yeah, you know, this is a system that does 4K. It's only like that's under like what a price of a PC would be. Like my, my computer cost me like $1,800 and I can barely do 4K sometimes. So, I mean, there's no way the system is doing true 4K, obviously. No, it's. It's gonna. There'll be games like Minecraft and potentially a few other like sort of simpler ones that'll be able to do it no problem. But uh, you're not gonna get a game like EA's Anthem or or I don't know Forza in like true 4K, 60 frames per second, maybe 30 frames per second. I bet Destiny's gonna be probably true 4K. It could but be. it's going to be 30 frames a second. But the thing is, at the end of the day, it's just like, the thing is, all the games that they did, like you said, like, there's no actual exclusive for Xbox One X. Like, you can get all the games on PC, so if you already have a gaming PC, and you can play games in 4K, or it doesn't even matter at that point, because honestly, on a monitor, 4K on a monitor is a joke anyways. Like, it's too, too high of a res resolution for you to even tell. So, I mean... At the end of the day, like, if you already have a decent PC that's, like, maybe a thousand bucks right now, like, there's no point to get Xbox One X. There's really not. Unless you want to play on your couch or something. But the thing is, with the PC market the way it is right now, they're trying to break into the console market. And so, I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I don't see the point in it. And I, I thought that was interesting. Um, I, I walked away from Microsoft's conference last year saying... Their, their their messaging was really mixed. They said, go buy this new console, the Xbox One S at the time, where it's you can get smaller Xbox One. Where you can get upscaled 4K and HDR and play all the Xbox games. And then but also at the same time, if you want, you can just build a gaming PC because all of our games are gonna come out for the for PC. But then get psyched for next year when we release Project Scorpio, which is we now know as the Xbox One X. So I feel like this conference still had a little bit of that 
they're trying to market this as this is a premium console for for people with expendable income essentially they're they're not saying to play xbox at its best you need to go buy this they're saying if you if you want to play games on xbox go get an xbox one s it's 200 dollars right now virtually you know compared to the 500 dollars price point that xbox one launched at this is pennies on the dollar um but what i i just i i don't know that that is going to resonate with enough people that it's going to make the difference they think it is now it's a it's an incredible piece of technology certainly uh, nobody could dispute that i mean it is it's it is a small box that um now supposedly i i I would love to see somebody like digital foundry who who's been really phenomenal with with games But um, running games at native 4K uh, can can run them at 60 frames in some cases or 30 frames in others. Uh, it, it's an incredible box. I mean, I don't think anybody can disparage that. But I, I think what the problem they're going to run into is who's this for? Yeah. They're not like Xbox owners who already own an Xbox One. Some of the hardcore will buy an Xbox One X. Yeah. They might get some people from Sony's camp that are like, well, I don't own an Xbox, so it'd be cool to own a 4K Blu-ray player. Sure. <laughs> you know, like, I, when I you mean, start getting into that $500 price point, you're like, why not just build a PC? I mean, yeah. that's where it's at at that point. I mean, yeah, you, you can build a PC for, like, so I'm like, if I'm not going to go over $500, like, it's probably going to go on a credit card. It's probably going to go on something I'm going to pay payments on or something like that. Anyways, if you're like an average buyer. So at that point, you might as well just go all out. I mean, that's what I would feel because I mean, yeah. you know, once you get over $500, like just go for it. I mean, that's what I would do. But I, I'm, I mean, I'm right there done. with you. Yeah. I, I, I feel like that's too high of a price point. No console has been successful at $500 or above. Uh, ask the Sony PlayStation 3 at its original launch price. Ask the, yeah, Xbox, the Xbox One, one yeah. at its original price point. Like it's it, it it's a bad it it's a good value because they they're losing money on those sales. They priced it at five hundred to be aggressive because yeah. they're they're they, not making money. They on could those definitely ones. charge more for it. Absolutely, absolutely. I I really um yeah I I don't know it's. It's that's like I've said before. I was talking to you before. I, I don't know who it was for. Like they made this big hype, and I thought it was supposed to be more of a new console, not necessarily an Xbox One. I guess I was just surprised. I mean, I figured it was going to be compatible with it, but I thought they were going to yeah. try to subtly rebrand it. Like this is no longer the Xbox One. This is the Xbox X, or the Xbox Scorpio, or you know it. it it and I still think the best acronym would have been XBORP, but it just uh, <laughs> as much as I want to talk about this more, we have to move on a little bit. There's still a lot to cover. Yeah, I, I could talk about this this single subject for an hour so, by itself. Next, um, other other than that, uh, I, well, there were a couple things at Microsoft's conference. I think we should call out. Um, oh yeah, uh, they did announce a new Forza. If you're a fan of Forza, cool. Uh, they they actually got more into indie games than any other conference which i thought was interesting they showed off um the boy uh they showed off tacoma gave it a release date which that game i'm excited about that's the gone home developer uh, for if you haven't played gone home a lot of people call it a walking simulator uh 
because there's not a lot of actual gameplay elements, but it's exploration, it's storytelling. Uh, great developer. I'm, 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 I'm really excited about that. Uh, they showed off Cuphead finally. Finally, well, Cuphead has they've a shown it off. Date. Yeah, there's so many. They've times. showed it, they've showed it off every E3 for the last like three years. It's it's good to, it's good to see that it has a date. It's a real thing. It exists. It's gonna be fun. I, I'm I'm confident that that's gonna be a great game. I've talked about it ad nauseum for the last two years. So uh, that's I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, they re-showed off Ashen, which is another cool little uh, game from Supermass. Or no, that one's from Annapura. Annapurna. Um, that game's gonna. That game looks like it's gonna be fun. Kind of a Dark Soulsy, a little bit of a co- uh, co-op nature to it. Uh, and there was another. Oh boy, this is killing me. They showed off. There, there were two games that I liked. One of them was. Uh, the pirate game, the pirate game. Pirate game was cool. Sea of Thieves. Uh, sea of Thieves. Uh, I, I'll probably be picking that up. Um, boy, this is gonna eat me alive. Uh, but essentially, they showed off a lot of a lot of indie games, uh, which I'm a big proponent of. What may what helps a console stay viable? You can't have nothing but AAA releases. That just doesn't work for anybody. You gotta fill that. You gotta fill those gaps with strong indies. And I feel like that's why PlayStation is in the spot it's in right now cuz they doubled down on indie indie developers early on in the PlayStation 4 life cycle. So when those AAA titles weren't hitting one after the other, dropping one after the other, you got games like Contrast, you got games like Abzu, you got games like uh Resogun, things that um Things that filled those gaps and kept me coming back to my PlayStation for new experiences, even when I wasn't, you know, I had to wait for uh, um, Shadows of Mordor. We, I, I had to wait for um, Destiny Two or Destiny One in this case. Uh, those are the games that I, I think don't get the praise they deserve. Oh, the Indies or Shadow of Mordor? The Indies. Okay. I feel like the indies get a plenty of praise, but you're you're not gonna. I, they don't. I, they I don't care about do. you know nerds like us buying stuff. They care about Joe Schmo buys four games a year. Uh, they that's why they hype up mainstream games. No, like, and, and I agree. No with offense that. to Joe. I think, Sorry. <laughs> I think critically they get a lot of praise. Critically, they absolutely get a lot of praise, but I don't think they're a part of mainstream conversation and and the more that we talk about them the more that they get out there the more that people play these games because i feel like the the big reason is just the big indie games like rocket league of course those get those get a lot of talk and the mainstream buys into that but there's a lot of games that that just kind of fall by the wayside that i don't that i think could be bigger than they are well i don't disagree with that but again like the general population doesn't care and you're not going to get them to care like Unless you make it this crazy marketed visceral thing or something they're already familiar with, like Battlefield or Call of Duty or sports, they don't care. Like they might pick up something like State of Decay because you know zombies, but you know it's it's a difficult time. Like I, I think that any games are very important and I really like them, but ultimately those don't sell units. Like they people buy them, but it's just different. And it's just I, – I don't disagree. I think it was a little staggering that Sony didn't really have any to show off. And let's move on to that while we're, yeah, we'll while get we're there. there. Um, 
By the uh, way, those two those two games I was thinking of, one of them is the Artful Escape, and the other one was the the Last Night. Those are the games yeah, the I was thinking of. Yeah, the Last Night looks cool. The art okay. style is phenomenal. Just ignore the creator of the game. I'm done now. Sounds like a jerk. He had a problem um, like two years ago, and he's changed his mind since then. I, I, I'm, I'm not, not going to bring. I'm not going to talk about it. That. I just, I just, just don't so, look him up. Is the last night the Transformers video game? No, no. It, is, it, it is not. Thank God. Oh. Okay. Um, so <laughs> when does really this Transformers do... game come out? Can someone please tell me? Guys, Funny. please let's say it's kind of <laughs> meandering a bit now. Um, uh, uh, after the after Microsoft, we have Ubisoft. Yep, I did not witness Ubisoft, so Matt, why don't you take it away, because you did. All right, I'll tear through this one. Ubisoft actually, to me, had was was uh, the conference that had the most heart. I, I, I felt like they were the biggest slam dunk out of all the different conferences, uh, with the exception of Nintendo, but that's not really a conference, but, you know. Uh, Ubisoft, they showed off Mario plus Rabbids, which I, I, I wanted so deeply in my heart to hate that game I, I i'm like there's no possible way this game can be good it is it is mario and rabbits it's going to be total total garbage and it turned out to be xcom but with a mario skin on it and i'm a hundred percent into that so i uh that was a that was a a surprise to say the least um other than that they showed off a little bit more far cry far cry continues to look like far cry uh, some people will hate the setting. I think the setting's really interesting. Um, they showed off Assassin's Creed, which looks like Assassin's Creed, but they're kind of taking some elements from uh, like Destiny with uh, gaining levels, getting equipment. Where does it take place? Uh, it do- does take place in ancient Egypt, so that rumor has been confirmed. Uh, it's called Assassin's Creed Origins. Um <gasps> Do you think we're going to find out the origins of the Assassin Order? Probably not. It'll be oh. Assassin's Creed Origins 2, and it'll take place in, like, yes, I don't know, Sumerian times or something. <laughs> no, I mean, that's kind of how they're, how they're plays, framing, framing it. dinosaurs. Yeah, um, um, yeah, there was that Skull and Bones pirate Skull game, Bones. which they only showed multiplayer. I hope it's not just multiplayer. Yeah, I really same. like Black Flag. It looks like it's Assassin's Creed Black Flag. And, and that's that's basically X, what they said. Without X the for honor. Yeah, without the assassins plus yep. for honor, little elements of that in there. Um and uh they didn't talk about too much else. South Park. Well, they South showed Park off South good. Park, another trailer. Yep. Now it has a release date, which hopefully they can hit. The crew, the crew two, two. Yep. crew two. Yep, which uh, it's it, it's the crew. The trailer was really weird. Um, it looks like a game. It's a racing <laughs> game that in a big, big open world. Uh, yeah, big open. Oh, there there was actually a big audience for the crew originally. Um, it kind of tapered off to an extent, but it, it had a pretty big group of people playing it initially. So hopefully, this can kind of build on that and iron out some of the wrinkles that the first one had. Uh, and then they capped the the they capped the whole thing off with a big reveal of Beyond Good and Evil Two, yeah. Which uh, a game that's been in development hell so long that The Last Guardian was announced and released within the time frame that Beyond Good and Evil was announced and released. For, the, for context, is, The Last Guardian is a Sony uh, first party exclusive, which was in, made by. Uh, the same guy who did Shadow of the Colossus, and it was announced back in like what 2000, 
six. The, the, the Last Guardian, no, it was like two thousand nine, and then it just it again it got announced again, and then it got oh, delayed, and then it came out in twenty sixteen finally. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. this Beyond Good and Evil is a sequel to the original Beyond Good and Evil, which is on PS two, Xbox, and PC. It's a it was kind prequel. of a cult classic. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. It is a prequel. It's directed by Michael Ansel, which what else did he do? He did some other games too. But he he's it was a pretty in its day it was a pretty ahead of its time. It's dated now, but I'm hoping the sequel will bring all that back. Yeah. It's like a sci fi fantasy adventure game. No, I, I, I was a big fan of the original Beyond Good and Evil, so I, any extension of that series I, I'm I'm happy to see. Well, yeah, we're gonna have to go rapid fire now because we're. No, that's okay. Now. I know we're we're um, going way we're going way long. So. Um, Sony conference, uh, was really neat trailer to see fest. a lot of the game trailers. Just tons of trailers. They didn't talk about any plans for anything else. Uh, the Monster Hunter trailer made me very excited, and then it was immediately followed by an HD remake of Shadow of the Colossus, one of my personal favorite games of all time. Monster Hunter Worlds looks amazing. It's an open world Monster Hunter game. If you're not familiar with Monster Hunter. You fight giant super dinosaurs so you can get their bits and pieces to make armor and weapons so you can kill bigger super dinosaurs. You can get their bits and pieces to make armor and weapons so you can kill bigger super dinosaurs, repeating ad infinitum. I don't um, know that there's a, a a description of Frank any better than what he just said out loud. I love Monster Hunter. <laughs> it's great. It has no story whatsoever, which makes it even better. Um, it is a four-player cooperative game in which you get to hunt dinosaurs with a variety of primitive weapons. Um, uh, what else? They showed off God of War, which looks good. It's definitely Norse mythology. Yep. Uh, um, they showed off Detroit Spider- Become Human, Spider-Man. which looks good. Spider-Man looks like a superhero game. It looks pretty. It, it's made it, by Insomniac Games. It does take uh, some uh, elements of Batman, I, I, I felt yep. like, which is yep, not a I'm bad thing. I don't want to disparage it for that. Yep. But... Like the Batman Arkham series. Um, Days but other than that, you know, the conference was kind of uh, unremarkable. They didn't really do anything. It w- I don't really believe in the concept of anyone winning or losing an E3, but I do feel like Sony didn't really – they didn't have to try because they've got still a two-to-one lead over Microsoft, and that's oh, all yeah. they care about. Um, I liked the games they showed. There weren't any games I was like, oh, what the hell is this? Um, but it, it, was, it was just kind of like – a lot of things we already knew about Monster Hunter and Shadow of the Classes, I think, were the only really new major announcements. And a lot of people don't know about Monster Hunter, so for, it was big for me, but who gives a rip for most people? Um, but I will be playing that. Um, what did yeah. they end on? They ended on something. They ended oh, Spider-Man. on Spider-Man. That's right. Spider-Man, Spider-Man was, was... Like we said, it looked nice. It was a game. It was Spider-Man, and it looks very well put together. They teased Miles Morales. If you read the comics, that's a pretty cool tease. Um... And then, uh, what was the next conference? So Nintendo was the next day. Um, I, I, I do want to say a couple things about the Sony conference because there, I, I do have some thoughts. Okay. Um, real, real quick. Um, uh, Sony. One thing they did that was really strange to me, uh, is there was a conference, not a conference. There was a. Um, kind of like a Sony show prior to the E3 conference where they made multiple really large announcements, which was very strange. So there was a, there were a bunch of things that if you didn't watch the pre-show, you would have never seen. 
so they 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 gave it a uh, they gave a date for NAC two, which NAC two some people love, some people don't. Uh, it's generally not super highly thought of, but um, they gave a release date for Nino Kuni two, which is a game I'm very excited about. Um, they showed off Detroit Become Human, which I did want to mention that that was part of the main show, but it was. Uh, something that I feel like needs to be said. That game does look, it's from the uh, David Cage creator of Heavy Rain. Uh, kind of the same idea, just a big, bigger open title or kind of a big, bigger expansion on that in terms of like how your choices affect the game. Uh, but one thing they, one thing they talked about, and I, I might need your help here, Frank, was a new initiative that they're doing with, with some PlayStation games where, you have second screen experiences. So you are playing the game on your phone as the controller, but you're playing with a group of people. I had not read anything about that. Just Dance okay, already does that. But... So yeah, Just Dance does it. Um, it's very similar to what you see with like the Jackbox party games. Yeah. I know that that's a, a really similar thing to it. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying for the life of me to remember what the name of the what the name of the technology is but essentially what it is uh yeah you you get a group of people around one screen um everybody plays the same game but one of the one of the games they announced was called hidden agenda and it's from the the group that does uh that did until dawn and essentially the 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 hook of the game is you get four or five people sitting around the tv you're playing through an experience that's very similar to Until Dawn, where everybody has, like, there's a plot, you're going through it, you're talking to people, um, you're making decisions about what happens. And the hook here is everybody's voting on what they want to happen. So whatever wins, whatever gets the most votes is what happens in the game. And what's cool is all of the people playing also have hidden agendas, which... Um, can sometimes like they they have an objective that the rest of the team doesn't have so they're trying to make that happen and it may be adverse to what the team wants or it may help what the team wants but nobody knows so it, there's like a little bit of a um there's a little bit of a game going on between the people in the game so that that to me seems like something that's really interesting and i i, I think didn't get nearly enough talk of that as, as much as it should have. I agree. Um, but yeah, we, we are, we're, we're, we're a little bit, we're a little bit, we're going to have to talk about Nintendo another time. Um, they had a lot to say and it was some interesting stuff, but yeah, um, we'll, uh, we'll get to that next time. We have other things as well, but we'll, we'll be more prompt with our podcast now that we have a better system in place. <laughs> um, Yes. Yeah, technology, we all have times we can be available, but we got a little long-winded today. Well, I mean, this is what happens. We There's been a lot of things happening in between the last time we podcast and now. So. Yeah, we, we would have probably been able to shrink this down a little bit had we not crammed so much into it, but we didn't have a choice. <laughs> no worries. All right. But Matt, you want to play us off here? Yeah, I'll close us off. So you can find us at batteriesfullycharged.com we are on twitter at bfcharged and thank you for listening yeah thank you so much
Thank yeah, you so thanks. much. Thank you, Have everybody. Have a great night. Bye.